to Garbage Film. This is the show that seeks to prove that arty and trashy movies have a lot in common. You don't need to enjoy just one or the other, so we will take our movie of the week and pair it with something either arty or trashier and hope that you discover an unexpected new favorite, or at the very least, get some entertainment from the two of us gabbing. And who are the two of us, you might ask? One of them's me. I'm Nick. I'm one of your hosts. And with me, as always, is the peach to my improperly folded pizza box. Aaron is here. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Hi. How you doing? Good, are you? Fuzzy? Are you fuzzy? Yeah, I can kill someone <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm ready to do it. I don't know that it explicitly kills anybody in the movie. But... Uh, oh, no, that's true. Yeah. That's, well, no, well, <laughs> we'll <laughs> get into ha. it. Hmm, ha, this is great podcast. It fire. is. Um, how are you? Oh, I'm great. Good. I'm enjoying, we're in the month of August. Yes. And so for our month of August, because the two of your hosts that were just introduced, Nick and Aaron. Uh, we're both born in this year month, uh, one day apart, which is very funny. Very stupid and, and funny, yeah. It is both <laughs> Sorry, stupid and funny. Is, yeah. Nobody <laughs> believes us, but it's true. No. So we are taking this month as an opportunity to just be like, hey, this one introduced us to this kind of movie or this genre or this specific movie, so let's talk about it on the pod. Yeah. Last week we talked about Planet of the Apes that I uh, got aired into as, was like, would you call it retro sci-fi now? Throwback sci-fi too. Oh, yeah. Today would be... As from modern views, yes. Yes, yes. Classic uh, sci-fi. But one thing that Aaron got me into generally uh, is just South Korean cinema in general. And the movie that kind of knocked it off for us is the very movie we're here to talk about today. And that very movie is very specifically Parasite from 2019. <laughs> I'm deadly serious. It's, I think, a lot of people's maybe introduction to South Korean movies yeah. and filmmakers, at least in North America. I feel like exactly that, because I know, like, you see Parasite come out, and then, like, Criterion starts releasing all these Bong Joon-ho movies. <laughs> they start popping up on Netflix all over the place. Like, it's, yeah. it became the conduit through which people discovered a little place called South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah. I like the just absolute stranglehold that South Korea has now on like entertainment and pop culture. Yeah, I know. Good right? for them. You know what? <laughs> it's, now it's just like almost impossible not to have a South Korean favorite of something. Yeah. Like band or movies or you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh yeah. So it's it's been quite a transformation in the <laughs> in the North's America yeah. and uh we're loving it. Which is where we live, and so it happened to us. Yes. True life stories. <laughs> uh so Parasite, as I mentioned, directed by Bong Joon Ho. 
uh, screenplay by him and Han Jin Wan. Uh, oh, I meant to do my usual disclaimer of I got a real Maritimer accent, and I'm doing my best with pronunciation, so thank <laughs> Nova you. Scotia and South Korea, not compatible. They're sister Linguistically, areas, right? <laughs> pretty sure, yeah. Uh, we got the wonderful Song Kang-ho, Lee Sun-kyun, Cho Yu-jung, Choi Woo-shik, Park So Dam, Lee Jung-yun, and Jang Hee-jin there. Uh, that's our... quite an ensemble cast, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And this is like, there's so many like little facets that I loved about this movie right away. And I love every time we rewatch it, which seems to be at minimum annually at this point, if not I more think so. Yeah. 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 But it, it's, I know like the first time around, I get, got very much in my head about like, oh yeah, the son is the star. I'm like, oh no, the father's kind of the mm. star. Uh, the, it feels like everybody is a star because everybody is so well explored, but it is ensemble. Yeah. Cast, so. No, I mean, that's that's true. You could take any one of them and be like, the story's about them. Mm-hmm. But yes, a, a true ensemble movie. It's rare enough these days, I feel like. Yeah, but... Uh, For all that, you know, uh, multiverses are a thing, <laughs> and like, the MCU is just everywhere, and it, there's... there Every movie tends to be like, oh, this is the, the person who's the draw for this one, or even, you right. know. Right, yeah. But or I've, there's an obvious standout in terms of skill or, like, you know, personality or charisma or whatever it is, but everyone's quite evenly matched in this. Yeah, I think that second one was more what I was feeling definitely, like, the first time around of, like, oh, the son is, like, pulling all the focus and all that, and then he's mm-hmm. out of a scene for a scene or two, and you're like, oh, this person's pulling yeah. all the focus. So it's <laughs> Whoever like, I saw last is the yeah. most important person. I have a brain problem. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. This is a great movie for it. So, <laughs> uh, brain problems huh. abounds. Mm. <laughs> so let's uh, talk about the movie then. That seems like a good segue. I guess we should for our podcast. <laughs> Uh, so we start out with the Kim family, who I like never keep track of their names because they start going by like their English oh, names their and then pseudonyms. Pseudonym names. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we've got uh, the father's Ki Taek, mother Chung Suk, daughter Ki Jung, and son Ki Woo. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all live in their small semi-basement apartment, struggling to make ends meet. So we see the aforementioned pizza box folding. <laughs> yes. The free fumigation <laughs> coming in the window. <laughs> uh, and the thing that I felt like, oh, this is the most identifiable, relatable thing in the world, was the search for free Wi-Fi. Oh my apartment. god, yes! Like, do you think that this is too gross of a generalization coming from me, that if you have not experienced this in your life, then you come from a uh, privilege? <laughs> Oh, <laughs> is that too big of a the split immediately? Um, I mean, like I, I feel like everyone on the planet who has owned a smartphone mm. has been like, oh, you know, at the airport, like it doesn't work or it's not connecting or at the coffee shop or the whatever. Yeah. But there is a very specific, and yes, I, I also have experienced this. Oh, yeah. Like, oh my god, I, I'm going to a job interview or something. I don't know the way there. And my phone can't connect to Google Maps or like something like, you yeah. know what I mean? Just Or like my phone's out of data for the month and I don't... Yes, I need to exactly. Like... Yeah. <laughs> get down on some Wi-Fi. Like, even literally, I, I remember living places and being like, okay, I don't have my own Wi-Fi, so I will just try and <laughs> yeah. leech off of the local cafe. And... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, internet cafes are definitely a thing and, yeah. and still are, but, like, it, it's there is a very specific... If you rely on it so much and then suddenly it's it's not stable. Just the stability, oh, yeah, yeah. right, of, of not having it, 
knowing that feeling that it could go away at any second is a very specific mm -hmm. you would be privileged not to have felt that <laughs> yes we always delve so quickly into god dang societal collapse <laughs> damn you society i feel like we got there in record time because i was going to say like this is one of those things of like should just be a public utility obviously well obviously but, but yeah. here we are yes here we are and uh i don't feel bad jumping into that immediately given the thematic material that's what the movie, movie is yeah yeah when the director has just straight out said like yeah that's what it's about <laughs> feel like we're justified it's fine it's fine <laughs> but well it's good that he did that considering the like oh my god just reliving looking through this movie after watching it this week and reliving all of the like oh yeah and when the celebrity was like i think the parasites the <laughs> the kim the, family yeah which bog even says like yeah that's what you're supposed to start out thinking if you think that by the end what's wrong with you yeah <laughs> well exactly right it's it's not um the thing that i like about this movie is that it doesn't just point the camera at the Kim family and go, look at them, poor things. Mm. It doesn't even do a, like, they started out as, why can't you guys get your shit together? And at the end, oh, you poor things, your life is hard. Like, they're just, they're people. And yeah. they make terrible decisions and good decisions. And sometimes the decisions are not even theirs to make and they just have to live with the consequences. Like, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. It's not just the rich family versus the poor family. Yeah. It, it, there is an actual, like, lived experience feeling to it where it's not just cut and dry. Well, I think the, yeah, the most realistic part of that, taking what you just said, the it could be rich family versus poor family, but this is much more realistic where it's poor family versus rich family. Rich family doesn't know a thing about what's happening with poor people. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, rich, rich family is almost not even aware that there's a conflict. Yeah, yeah so the university student friend of Kiwu uh, Min comes by and gives them a scholar's rock, which this is a thing I don't know much about. Do you know much about these I rocks? I hadn't either, but I, I looked it up afterwards and was like, oh, this is just kind of... A, my grandpa is a geologist, and so it's just like... Okay. yeah, It made sense to me reading, and I was like, yeah, sure, I feel like I've seen one or two of these, but... Uh. Yeah, they're just they're just Marge holding the potato going, I think it's yeah, neat. That's say, all like, they are. It's just knickknacks, right? That's essentially what it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like decor slash knickknacks, but there is, you know, you could get really into it if you want to. Right. Yeah. I shouldn't say knickknack. It feels like if astrology was a knickknack. That's what it feels <laughs> sure, like to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you have one of those, huh? Okay, yeah, okay. all right. <laughs> oh, you're one of those households. Okay, yeah, yeah sure, sure. Exactly. Sure. And uh, sometimes you just don't think about it and you don't even realize what it is, or, yeah. and sometimes you're very into it. <laughs> yeah. It's quite a spectrum They're just on rocks. interesting-looking rocks, right? And you yeah. can kind of ascribe meaning to them if you want to. Yeah, that feel, Yeah, there's some aesthetic beauty to that rock. Yeah. I like that. Uh, but uh, this university student's uh, moving away, so he wants his buddy Kiwu to pose as a university student to take over his job as an English tutor because he knows that uh, his buddy won't move in on his girl. <laughs> <laughs> on his 15-year-old student. Uh, yeah. Disgusting Weird. relationship, but... <laughs> oh, well. Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess they're At 18. least he's leaving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll say this for him. He's leaving. At least he's getting the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I just about the rock before I leave it because I know I for, oh, forget sure. about it completely. Yes. But I know that every time I sit down to watch this movie, I'm like, I'm gonna like follow the rock and see what that's what's going on, and I always forget about it instantaneously Instantly. because I'm so involved. Barely, in everything. yeah. <laughs> Barely makes a difference, yeah. but. 
Yeah, I really, I really like this opening because it is so innocuous. But yeah. then again, it's, it's, it will get there. S- mm. Spoilers, I guess, obviously for Parasite. But <laughs> he's at the end charged with forgery and like mi- yeah. misrepresenting himself. And it was Min's fucking idea. Yeah. Do you think Min is anywhere near this courtroom? He's in fucking Portugal or whatever. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> like, it's, it's very. You know, it's fine when I do it, yeah. so go ahead. Oh, but you're not the type of person who can get away with that if caught. Yeah. Like, the law will only apply to you if you're caught, never to me if I'm caught. It's right. not, you know. Yeah, so it's a very immediate, like, oh, it's, it's, it's fine if you break the rules. Min forgetting that, like, <laughs> this is not the same social class of person as, as he is. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, oh boy, will we get into it, I'm mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> uh, but... He goes along with it. He gets dubbed Kevin by uh, Mrs. Park. Immediately. Uh, immediately. I don't think she even asks him his name. I guess she I, probably knows. She Min would have said, but it, yeah. she doesn't ask if he wants to be called that. Like yeah. it's, it's we'll call you Kevin. Immediately. Oh uh, Min describes her as simple. Yes. And we see her. I assume she's like day drunk when we walk into her room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think she is a lot in this movie, and it's maybe just never really. Because what else do you have to do in that Household, like, if you're a stay-at-home parent, but you don't do any of the staying-at-home work, yeah. what, what is there for you? You, you get know? to rear three dogs and I guess, two yeah. children, kind of? <laughs> sort of, not sort of. even really. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Simple. Which also is a word that they say in English, and I really, mm. I, I feel like I'll want to point out the English instances in the movie, but yeah, to, yeah. to describe, like, a little disparagingly, he goes for English. Like, mm, she's simple. This is a thing that, like, I, I am a real dumb guy when it comes to linguistic things. <laughs> and, yeah, stuck the landing. Um, <laughs> just going back to my, I'm an, I got the Maritimer twang and I can't get out of it. So yeah, languages are fair. not for my palate. Um, <laughs> but the, you pointed out to me this, this thing that, like, there's a lot of class stuff going on with, like, the words that are chosen to speak in English, when people choose to speak in English yeah. and all this. It's... It like I assume it's all based on the idea of like oh if you are a rich person you get to learn English because that's the international way of communicating like stuff like that like yeah. all the newspaper articles that are we see up in the Parks House are all in English if I remember right almost all of them yeah, yeah. about him yeah. yeah yeah I mean it's a very like you know it's a rich per- men is you know rich in the context of like just d- doesn't live in a half basement yes. um and he's talking about another rich person and trying to kind of get an edge up over her because he's saying oh she's not very smart yeah. so he uses an english word and that always felt to me like mm. i'm 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 lording it over her a little bit not that she doesn't know how to speak english but but just like i'm using the the language that make would make her feel inferior. Yeah, and that's I like mean? I can't express it like well, quite no, properly. I think but simple is it's not like a really complex word, but it's got some nuance to it. Like it's not a like it's not like yeah. first level language. You learn like you know toilet and nice and like yeah like... <laughs> left right. Actually, that's that's fair. Yeah, it's a little bit of an advantage. And you know he's their English tutor, so that's he's yeah. that's what they hired him for. But <laughs> it is just an interesting. Yeah, this this idea that yeah you can learn learn English because you can afford a private tutor. English is that little signifier of mm. like I've got the money and I can spend it learning a whole other language, <laughs> or I travel in those circles, yeah. you know. And 
yeah, it's just a, an interesting little flavoring in the dialogue. <laughs> well, I think, too, it gets heightened by, like, quote, Kevin, unquote, uh, well, an English tutor here. So he's going to be on their same level. And the way yes. he gets so we meet the park's son as well and we learn about him being an artist oh it's a self-portrait uh no it's a chimpanzee (laughs) oh i see uh goddamn so funny (laughs) so funny uh but the way that the way that he gets her attention to introduce the sister into the household is oh she studied in chicago yes and there's this thing of like oh they like there's so much said with that of like you have the money to get over there you have like foreign equals oh my god there's such a weird nuance of like foreign can be so bad but when it's like a chosen foreign thing it's actually good yeah <laughs> like, yeah well i mean yeah, there's so many i don't know this is such a specific and not that useful comparison but the thing it always makes me think of is in canada the classical music yeah, yeah, that's what I think of too. yeah. <laughs> if you choose if you like no, there are music schools here. There are conductors and and soloists and like coming out of the woodwork. They're they're, they're around, mm-hmm. but the odds of a Canadian conductor being selected to conduct a major Canadian orchestra are so low because you have to have that little cachet of like, oh, they're from Europe. Yeah. Oh, they're you know, they're the- German or they're Austrian or. French or you know it it just the little foreign is like oh they know something you don't know oh they're more worldly more traveled and and I think it is that exact flavor that's happening here like oh from but they say the stupidest like Illinois state or something like a a, a I don't honestly know that's the thing it might as well be because it's not like a name brand school or anything yeah it's not like he's saying that she went to Harvard or anything he's just like yeah she lived in Illinois and went there (laughs) which just means like fancy or or that exact yeah. thing of like oh i they selected me out of you know <laughs> anyway yes yeah. you're totally right it's it's all these little pepperings in of well you're you're not from here you travel in in like wider circles yeah. and that's good microaggressions the movie yeah no kidding <laughs> i do all, all one last note on it too yeah. i really like that she does just give him she gives him an english name yeah that he did not ask for or say yes to he never actually says anything no, about it he barely but, says anything until he's yeah. like leaving yeah <laughs> and that in her mind is like you're you have an english name therefore you're you know mm. you're a little loftier yeah now. it feels like i'm elevating you to like yeah. sit on the clouds with me exactly yeah so love that yeah it's i mean i don't love it but you know what i mean <laughs> Love the expression. Love of it. the decision. Yeah, yes. it's good. Yeah, where where do we go from there? We get uh, well, as you said, he he uses that in to start uh, recruiting more of the family. Yep, and uh, Ki Jung poses as Jessica, who I love. The sister in this is the best. Uh, yeah, she's so good. Just like every scene leading up to this, she's like she's the one doing all the forgery. <laughs> just like, she is the criminal mastermind oh, yeah. of this outfit for sure. She's coming in, and they have their like little mnemonic rhyme yeah. that everybody loved <laughs> when it came out. It's a banger. We were all talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, only child from Chicago. Yes. Coming in to do art therapy on uh, the youngest park, Dasong. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. basically, he just has ADHD for sure, right? Oh, yeah. Or like, you know, he's, or he's just he's a child. Seven. Yeah. <laughs> It's fine. This goes straight to the Arrested Development. Children should be neither seen nor heard. Yeah. Like, that's what I assume is happening here. Yeah. 
well the god this house and i mean you know <laughs> the house the but the the park's house when the housekeeper is letting Kiwu in for the first time, mm. she goes, oh, I'm sorry, the place is a pigsty now. And she's picked up one toy from the floor. And one I think she gets another toy. arrow right yeah. after that. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, it's a pigsty. Like, oh, because you can tell people live here? Like, you're not supposed to actually use the house for living in. It's just an, an ornament, right? It's- I think I love about this movie, too, is all the, as you go along, the rich, there's a big... We're cosplaying as the lower class mm. stuff. And the first bit on this to me is this, uh, the boy is obsessed with the quote unquote American Indian. Right. Which is like, oh, he's, he wants to be the like, oh, I'm getting subjugated. And like, he, he's <laughs> being the colonialized guy while he sure. is the colonized. Like it's that. Yeah, that's, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about that. I just thought, I mean, it, it is totally like just try on this culture as a literal costume, yeah. which is a huge problem with, I mean, like in Korea, this is also a, a huge problem with like, I don't know, you'd probably in North America, you, I give a, so much credit where it's not deserved, <laughs> but you could reasonably assume there'd be blowback if you decided to like, if you were in a boy band and you decided to dress in headdresses and yes. feathers and stuff for a concert, you like you probably know that's not okay. That happens constantly in Korea, and they're oh, yeah. always getting shit for it. Like those these big like pop bands. Oh, okay, um, I don't know my K-pop, so yeah, yes. Nor do I, but <laughs> I do know that about it. That's how big of a problem it is. Um, yeah, where it's just like, oh, well, I don't know. I just think it looks cool, you know, mm-hmm. is is kind of the response. It's like, you should be honored that we like your aesthetic. Like, eh, it's not an aesthetic. It's actually how we live. So, but in, it, you're totally right in that sense. It's just like, oh, I just think it looks cool and I get to shoot arrows. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You know you can do that without the headdress if you wanted to. So we get, quote-unquote, Jessica is coming in. Uh, she is the best bullshitter in the world and talks about the schizophrenia zone and the paintings. Oh my god, that's so funny. So funny. I know the Why first time... Why would you believe that? I'm so gullible. And the first time watching this, I was like, wow, she did her homework. Wow, her. she really... There's no. no such thing as the schizophrenia <laughs> zone. Uh, oh my god. I just, it really, like... These people are almost begging to be duped. Yeah. And I know that that's, that itself is an oversimplification. Yeah. Obviously, they just want to live their lives. <laughs> but the they assume everybody plays by the same rules as they do. Yeah. Whereas, like, the Kim family has never fucking heard of these rules. It's just scrabbling, right? Yeah, just survive. grab whatever you yeah. can get. Yeah. Because that's the only way you don't starve. <laughs> and it's just such a funny... Like, they're just the most credulous people on the planet <laughs> and when you think about that type of person like the the head of the park family just lets people who are strangers to him mm-hmm. drive his kids around buy and prepare his food those are the people running the huge corporations yeah who like they're so there's nothing intrinsically smarter or sharper about them they just don't care as much and that kind of gets yeah. them where they where they are. And just like when you really think about, you know, if a rich person is running a company, like, man, someone with no life skills of their own is in charge of 
your stocks or your healthcare or your whatever. Like, no oh life my skills God. and no connection to a human being. No like stake a, in the yeah. Like you have no way to even like this is given like this isn't gonna sound like it, but I'm giving this hypothetical Mr. Park sure. credit here to be like he can't identify with any issues that anybody that's not his wife is having because yeah. he has I mean, never seen then. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has no way, no like, yeah, life skills or no, no stake in what the outcome of other people's stuff is. Yeah. And cause nothing, nothing that happens to them will affect him. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, your human brain is just not wired. You've, you've removed yourself from that playing field. There's, there's no, logical or emotional or like psychological reason to care yeah just 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 wild anyway yes the ease with it's almost not (laughs) watching it over and over is like it becomes less satisfying to see the con it was extremely satisfying to see it the first time but then you realize like these people are dumb as shit (laughs) it's (laughs) you're not exactly pulling off like an ocean's 11 here but (laughs) it's literally they got like they were made they managed to get like the finger, the toenail on their pinky toe in the door. Yeah, and then just, and just like great. Yeah, rip the door fully <laughs> off the hinges. They're having fun. I feel like that's a fun little, you know. Yeah, it, does, it seems fun. <laughs> Better than folding pizza boxes. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, and but, they each have such, sorry, I just, no, I, no, the, please, please, the please. ensemble thing here is, uh, is so great. They each have their little, like, and you see this play out in one of the very first scenes where they're folding the pizza boxes and the pizza store is like, this sucks, what are you doing? And they <laughs> each kind of like, the person is standing there, the pizza rep, what would you call this person? I Whatever. The, From the, owner, the, the yeah. restaurant, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I can't take these. And and Kijun comes in, like, very aggressively, like, well, what do you expect? Like, they're fine, you know, what, your pizza isn't even that great anyway. Like, really gets you. in her face about it. And, and then Kiwoo kind of, okay, like, comes over, like, let's de-escalate. And, and so he's very, like, wheedling and like, well, okay, well, wouldn't you say it's fair if maybe, like, we didn't do a quarter of them very well? What if you pay us but less a quarter and then we'll, like, keep working for you? And they keep this shot of the p- restaurant owner, they keep closing in on her, like, yeah. the shot just gets more and more enclosed and they they all circle up and kind of shark around her and and they all of their what's bad cop good cop but with like four people you know they're playing this game it's very satisfying to watch because they all have such good obviously fantastic actors all of them and just they all fit together so well but it's funny in that bit saying saying king ho is out of it. She he doesn't come into it. He's at all. not there. That's which true. like he's yeah. the most benign, and he wants to give the parks the most credit. Yes, that's like, yeah. true. He doesn't have the killer instinct. No, he hasn't been <laughs> radicalized yet. <laughs> Even though he's had like five or six businesses go under, which is yeah, wild. yeah. But in the pizza folding, when they're actually doing the pizza folding free fumigation scene, everybody's coughing and choking and not folding pizza yeah. boxes, and he has just this like joker fine stare yeah. of just like do it as fast as <laughs> possible get through it stare. hard yeah. work will pay off he's well, still got that he's that of... boomer energy of yeah. like if you just go to the place and hand them your resume they'll have to hire you like that yeah. kind of like hard work will win out and the kids are like oh okay old man yeah stand aside please this isn't your grandfather's economy <laughs> it's uh. literally not well i guess it kind of is <laughs> he owns it anyway uh so we're in the schizophrenia zone and uh, <laughs> yes. Jessica, the thing that I wanted to point out here that I love, that I only really picked up on this time, the uh, housekeeper, who we eventually learned her name is Mungwang, yeah. she has been there for years. Eventually. God, I just realized we don't... She introduces herself, like, 
halfway through the movie. We never yeah. hear her name. Fuck, that's so, She's yeah. just the housekeeper. Uh, but up until Jessica's on the scene, Mrs. Park and Moon Gong are like, literally like they're touching each other's shoulders. They're right. like hands on each other's hips. And they're like, they have a nice relationship, it looks like. Sure. Which, I mean, that's obviously I mean, on purpose is, to but... look superficial. But it's this like level of comfort that's there. Yeah. And Jessica says to Mrs. Park... While Moon Gwang is just hanging out, I need to talk to her alone. Like, right, please leave right, the right. room. And Mrs. Brock's like, no, no, she's like one of the family. She can stay. Yeah. And she's like, no, get out. Leave now. And Like, politely, but just like, no, you leave now. Yeah. That's the last time Mrs. Park and Moon Gwang ever touch. Uh... It's the last time the basement light is on. Oh, God. <laughs> Moon Gwang goes, walks away, turns off the basement light, and it's never on from this angle for the rest of the movie. Right. We have established the black void. Black void. Black, black void. void. Black void. Black this void podcast. for president. Yeah, <laughs> we love a void <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. Nice. I hadn't. I hadn't clocked that. It's so good because I nice. was taken watching it with like, oh, I didn't remember them being so like affectionate towards each other, and then forced out of the room. Light turns off, and like, I'm gonna make a crazy assertion that like, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think they're ever in the same like. Same shot with the same status again. Like in this way, versus Park and Moon Gwang are like right in the foreground. They're both in focus. Like yeah. at best from here, Moon Gwang's in the background and Mrs. Park is in focus. I think that's kind of what it is. Or, or they're just them. not, yeah. Or they're not in the same shot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this... I think maybe the next time they're like in the same room at all is when they're the, the final step and they're pretending she has TB so that oh, yeah. Mrs. Park will fire her. God dang dang movie making uh yeah i just that there's this movie this microaggressions the movie mm-hmm. micro direction the movie all these like tiny things this is why yes everyone loves it i really there are so many little bong joon ho movie moments that you just uh, like really seared into your brain just mm. little often movements or just camera tracking in a specific way, or just the little tiny things, just really, really thoughtful yeah. um, entries into these movies. And like, they're not necessary. They don't need mm. to be there necessarily. But uh, yeah, just his movies are so full of them. One thing while I'm thinking about it, because I know I'm going to forget, one thing that I didn't realize really until going through reading more about Parasite this week uh, is that his... Movies all tend to finish in the same location that they begin, mm. which is like, <laughs> okay, yeah, just <laughs> I've been like letting that sink in, like thinking about every all of the memories of murder, the host, mother, they're they all start and oh, stop yeah, in the same do. literal location, yeah, 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 just yeah, it's well, very so like. This seems like the most pure expression of that, where it's Agreed. just like, yeah. you can't change anything about this. All of yeah. his movies are noir in their way. That's exactly what I was just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just like, you want to change the system, huh? Fuck you. Eat shit. <laughs> and also, some of your friends are dead. Yeah, God. Oh, neat. But it does that thing of like, juxtaposition of, look how much is, the characters have changed. Their, yes. their maybe individual moment-to-moment circumstances changed and then juxtaposing into that background. Yes. It's good shit. I love that shit. We, I feel like there's always a lot of what trope works on you goes around the internet. And that's <laughs> sure. one thing that will always work on me. A juxtapose a setting against a character. Uh, I'm in, baby. Yes. Yeah. Where it's like, ha, ah, remember when we saw this at the beginning, but different now. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So true. Think about it, won't you? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so what else is happening in this movie? We get... Uh, Kijung framing Yoon, the chauffeur, yes. who I'll talk about this in a little he bit. He gets yeah. a name. 
Yeah, he very briefly. But because he interacts with Mr. Park, so it's fine. That's right. But we, <laughs> true to the Park's relationship with everybody, we learn nothing about you. And nope. He is gone too soon. <laughs> Didn't really mean to rhyme, but uh, here we are. Here we are. Uh, we get, um, Kitek gets uh, plopped in that into the chauffeur position, yeah. moving that con along. Um, and then we get, uh, the, yeah, the big, the, like, the final nail in the con coffin, confin, confin. is, yep, uh, is. the peach allergy montage yes. getting Moon Guang out of there. This is such a mean trick to play on an audience where it's shot so cool. You are watching an Ocean's Eleven movie for yeah, sure, yeah. right? But, like, this person could die. Like, she has a fatal allergy to peaches. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a real mean, uh, thing where you're like, oh, this, this scene's so cool. That's the free market, mm, baby. Yeah. <laughs> If you can make murdering someone neat, it's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, there should be cool. a, there should be a loophole for that. <laughs> so we get uh, Moon Guang out of there. Yeah, I just I don't have anything more to say about it other than it's, it's a just, very set him up, knock him down, knock him down kind of a scenario. Yeah, it feels like I know. I'm gonna get to this in a little bit, but just like the experience of watching it the first time, I relive every time I watch this movie, which I can't say yeah. is true of every rewatch. That yeah. is insane. Um, but. The, yeah, there's so many things that stand out on multiple rewatches and just my feelings of it the first watch. Yeah. But uh, I'll get to that when we talk more about the Black Void. In a sure. <laughs> the, yes. The thing I was going to mention is that I don't think I ever realized that Ki-Woo starts relationship with uh, the daughter. It's their second lesson. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Min is already in their, like... Borderline grooming yeah. her, I guess, right? I didn't like, use the word. No, but. <laughs> I know, but I mean that is actually the definition from the word. Like he ha- he was in a position of authority, and like yeah. she has to gain his approval, and like you know, <laughs> she's she's primed for that, right? Like yeah. she's already obviously seen tutors that way before. And I think that Kiwu is like it is established that he is a little cutie and girls like him. Yes, right. Like the 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 reason that they get away with their pizza folding box thing is that the owner clearly is into him. Yes, yeah. He he like kind of jogs over. He's like, it's okay, guys. Like being smiling and laughing, and she's like, well. She does the like brush her hair behind her ear. Like, you guys. Uh, Then after that, Parks leave for their camping trip, and we get the like. This is. Where I thought the movie was like, oh, we're like, this is going to be a pretty short movie. This would be like a 90 minute movie because this is the like talking directly to the audience for the message portion where the family's all sitting around getting drunk. Right. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, this feels like the penultimate scene. Yeah. Kind of, yes. And then there'll be climax and done. And I mean, that's not the structure here, but that's what it felt like watching for sure the first time. Yeah. Well, they've, they've gotten everything they want and like suddenly they're realizing, you know, they're all enjoying this house and just realizing like it's not our home though. Yeah. Like, and maybe, you know, a lesser movie might be like, they learned that like the basement, the sub basement wasn't good, but it was their home, and At so they went they back were happy a together yeah. or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> and no, there are so many off ramps for this movie to take <laughs> into just like standard message movie yes. or standard yeah like ensemble drama thing that it just it patently avoids, and I like that. It's good shit. Yeah, um, but then we get the fucking doorbell rings and. No, man. Movie history has changed forever. <laughs> it is so... I don't know what about it. Again, did not go to film school or anything. <laughs> there is something 
You are right. It is just like the sound of the doorbell happens. And like time stops. Yes. Yeah. You're like, oh no. There's something about how it's framed. I feel like all the family on the couch in like the mm. left third of the screen and then two thirds being taken up by the empty this house. This empty dark house and just like, oh my God, just up. knowing, like having seen it once and then knowing again, like, yeah, not good. We, this was our first Bong Joon-ho movie, as it was for many people. Or I think it, it definitely was for me. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't your first, I know you watched, like, all of them immediately after. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all of his other movies that are, like, genre-bendy that have, like, he does a good job of, like, this is how you shoot a horror movie. And I know you always point this out to me when we're watching stuff. That, like, oh, this is, like, how you would shoot this in a horror movie, despite the fact that it's a drama. Or, a sure. thing, like, just to draw attention and unnerve people. And this is just, like, all of this coming up is 100% oh, that stuff. Yeah, it could easily take a turn into just full-on horror at yeah. this point. It, it, yeah, like, home invasion or, yeah, someone was in the house the whole time. Like, that, yeah. that flavor of thing. He's using all of that language. And we so Moonglong comes in, and she's acting, uh, I believe, as the kids would say, sus. <laughs> Never knew <laughs> this again. Are right? <laughs> we pronouncing that correctly? Uh, but we see that she, like, cut the CCTV camera. And there's all these little things like, what the oh, hell is fuck this? fuck me. Why did you? Yeah. But the, as this is a, I am not alone in this, I know for sure, but her turning to Chung Sook and being like, want to come down with me to the basement? Just framed by this black void doorway. She vanishes into it is one of the scariest things I've ever experienced in a movie theater. Because, like, at this point, you're right, you have been just watching a family drama slash, like, little capery thing. Like a con heist movie is what I thought it was going to be at this point. What could possibly be in the basement that this person needed to come back in the middle of the night acting like a lunatic. Yeah. I, it's just, it's chilling. Yeah. So, like, I'm going to divert here because I want to talk about how we saw this the first time. Because oh, this sure. is, like, a cherished memory for me. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's um, nice. And it's one of the reasons that I wanted to wanted to do this as your your thing that you introduced me to, Pig. Uh, nice. We saw this at, we were very lucky to see this at the North American premiere. I think it was. Or it was either the, or the you know, North premiere. American run. Right, yeah. yeah. Either, it was the opening of whatever that was. So, sure. like, there was nothing written about this other than it won a Palm Door. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the stuff that was getting written was like, don't read too much about it. Like, everyone was very good about this. Yeah, and I think you knew more than me. You just said, like, I really want to see this. Yeah. Are you interested? And I was like, sure, yeah, I'll do whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this, like, going into this movie, I knew nothing, in part because anything I did see was like, just save it for yourself, you'll enjoy it. Yeah. And we're going this 90 minutes in, and there's so much good comedy leading up to this and like <laughs> yeah. people were like cheering at the screen but you could hear people no, being like, Woo, like like chuckling and you know the yeah. the i don't know they're playing like the dsra from the mozart requiem or some when some adjacent thing, thing. Yeah, yeah the peach assault happens <laughs> and just and sucking oh, it was very funny yes, and like yes. you know all of those little haha they're getting one over on the family moments are are really good and and they're played that way in the first bit of the yeah. movie but Getting Chuckling to this, and... I I don't know how to describe. I, this is just like cinemas are made to do this. But I'm a highly distractible person, so I notice mm. everything that's happening, uh, right around me in the audience. People yeah. are like fidgeting and such. Just so you know, if you're at our screening, I will be annoyed if you eat snacks. <laughs> I'm the worst person in the world, but the I can't. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but this was like as soon as that scene happened, 
there was not a sound in the theater for the remaining hour, and it was like tunnel vision. Like, reality ceased to exist, and I could only see the screen. It was like a transformative (laughs) experience to get very high and mighty about it. Yeah. No, it was crazy. I've, you know, genre mixing stuff is out there. That wasn't new, but it was this thing of, I've never been at a movie that I've gotten like, we're like an hour in, 90 minutes in, something (laughs) like that, where I cannot tell what's happening like i cannot tell the direction it's gonna go in yeah you have like someone could die at any second they could be found out we could be moving into a different movie for all i know like it's it's quite a turn the closest i can think of and i saw this too many times to like have the same feeling is like 2001 a space odyssey when he goes into like the space warp and all of the colors are coming at the screen (laughs) like that level of i don't know what this movie is about anymore and i'm excited to find out I'll go along We've with you. We've taken a leap. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yes. So now we're in thriller territory. Yeah, very much. Do you like? Do you remember this moment too? Or is oh, the... totally. Yeah, because okay. I remember her turning around and she's smiling the whole time, which is and so giggling. fucking weird. Because she, like, you know, now she's, thank God I'm back in the house. Elation, but she turns yeah. around and she's just dripping wet. You can barely see her eyes because she's wearing her glasses and they're foggy. It's been yeah. raining. She just goes, you want to come downstairs with me? And then just kind of goes, <laughs> and like turns Kill around me. and just, yeah. <laughs> That's where I was like, oh no, am I going to make it through this movie? <laughs> too Is scary. this too scary? <laughs> so yes, I absolutely remember this. Uh, and it's the, like playing up the reality breaking aspect. I love that this is Black Void forever mm. now. Yeah. But when you cut to the basement shot, all the basement lights are on. Yeah. So like those two things can't coexist. Yeah. It I love that. Really makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But it fits into like there's a bunch of flashback stuff that's part of this movie that like a character is talking and then you pan over into the flashback that like it can't exist on top of the reality. Oh, that's true. That's true. So it yeah. feels like the same style of thing. Yes. But I yeah I love that that little stuff that. Yeah, just feels they very consistent. Well, it's very good at yeah, just f- forcing you to get uncomfortable. I don't know, like I I I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of uncomfortable, Moon Guang looks uncomfortable trying to open that cupboard where she's wedged like <laughs> so funny up near the ceiling. <laughs> just again heightening that like, what in the hell are we doing? What's going on? I really I remember thinking for one second like. Is she possessed? Yeah. Are we watching a devil movie now? Like, <laughs> Is it going to become a monster movie is what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I knew, oh, maybe I'd seen The Host. Maybe that's what it was. I think you had, maybe. Um, yeah. yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, monster movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's not that weird. But no, she's just small and can't open a cupboard, which has been wedged shut. Well, Aaron, in a way, it is a monster movie. Uh, Nicholas. Do you want to know who the monster was? Don't. <laughs> okay, Do I'll this. tell you later. <laughs> I'll tell you off, mic. <laughs> Don't spoil it. <laughs> Uh, but we get the hidden entrance and the super ultra basement bomb shelter. Yes. Which shouldn't, yeah, shouldn't shock us, but there you go. Yeah. yeah. There is always another basement. Which is, you know, it was created by the rich person who designed it as a, I'll be fine if literal nuclear winter comes. Yeah. I'll be okay. Yeah. I'll just retreat again. I'll take myself off of this playing field where nobody else has the choice to do that. Yeah, and it's like a one-sentence explanation, and... But the sad thing is, like, yeah. we already know, like, ah, uh, yeah, rich person builds a bomb shelter. Like, that's a <laughs> fair... Course, that yeah. happens all the time. We all know what that means. You don't have to explain it. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. all like this. They are all like this. And, like, this is where the fact that the parks are so gullible and empty-headed unless something's coming directly at them. Yeah. If it wasn't for that established nature, I'd be like, there is no way. But no, No, they're totally checked out of their own home life, really. Like, 
Yeah. We meet a new character. Here's where, like, <laughs> oh, there's so much stuff piled into... It's just the beginning of the third act, but it feels... I know the first time around, I was like, oh, this is the climax, and then the climax happens for a solid hour. <laughs> like, yes, yeah, no <laughs> kidding. Yeah, your heart rate doesn't really go down. Yeah, so we meet... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce correctly, so I'm going to go for it. Gunsei, the husband. Sure. Um, who has been secretly living for four years in the basement from loan sharks yes. who are going to cut off his legs and art limbs and kill him, I right. suppose. Right, question mark. Yep. Which uh, we find out, I think, in that exact scene of one of the same business yeah. ventures, yeah, that the father had tried is what sent Gunsei yeah. into this debt that, like, will get him killed. It's like, the, it could have been him. I think it's the Taiwan cake shop. Is yeah, 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 cake shop, yeah. Yeah, which, like, yeah. The, <laughs> then you juxtapose that over Chung Sook being like, no, I won't help you. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna report you immediately. Yeah. This is, like, they're getting, the poor family is getting slightly elevated, and now they're you considering an, themselves middle class. Yeah. <laughs> an ounce of power. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's the only thing that's ever worked for them, right? It's like the second you get an advantage of any kind, press it immediately, grab whatever you can grab. Yeah, take it, it away from others if you need to. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, to them, yeah. Like, the, there's there's a finite amount of resources, and yeah. this is not how the parks live at all. The, the, there's no concept of, like, finite resources to them. Yeah. It's all artificially, you know, it seems like resources are finite. You live in this house <laughs> where people literally don't notice if another person's worth of food is going missing. You'll all be fine. Yeah. Like, at most, they chuckle about it and be like, it seems like the housekeeper eats for two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Think okay. about it for, like, 20 seconds. And the only thing that they... The, the only even reason they notice is because it's... They're feeding her. It's free food. So yeah. they're a little resentful oh. about it. Like, right. well, she doesn't have to eat so much free food. <laughs> okay, listen, you raise your kids yeah, and then on. we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but here, the other dimension here, so there's the, like, class solidarity stuff we're exploring a little bit, but the other thing that I love so much here, this is the thing that takes it from, like, a timeless class solidarity thing to instilling with a timeful, timely, timely, <laughs> timely, timely, timeful, uh, a timeful thing of the hero worship of a really lower class person oh, to God. an upper class person for what they see as their survival. Like, right. the husband here is treating this as, I promise, I will try to bring him up as little as often Don't, as possible. Oh God. But, like, Gunsei <laughs> is talking about Mr. Park the same way people talk about Elon Musk. As, yeah. like, oh. He's so smart. He's so, like, He takes benevolent. care of us. Yeah. <laughs> he's the future, and everything he does is good, and it's for a good reason. And I just have to, like, literally destroy 100% of my life so that he gets to do what he wants. And yeah. what he wants to do is not talk to his family, yeah. uh, stay completely unengaged from reality, and have a son that he kind of talks on walkie-talkies with sometimes, yeah. when he feels like it. Like, okay, <laughs> is that the pinnacle of human civilization? All right. It is, yeah. Yeah. No, it's exactly that. Of like, well, he's rich, so he must be either good or must have earned it. Or, fuck you for asking. He's rich. He doesn't have to answer to you. Like, yeah. it, you're just jealous that real, you know. The And the fact that we're displaying, like, we've got... I'm moving the Kims into middle class, just for lack of a better word. We've got <laughs> low class, middle class, and the Parks is the, the upper class. We've got, like, all this class solidarity stuff going on. Uh, or lack of. Lack of <laughs> yeah. and all that. And the fact that all of these groups can be portrayed in such a non-cartoonish or blame-y way yeah. is, like, goddamn balancing act. So good. 
I mean, there's, you know, statistically way more of them than, or way more of us than there are of them. So it is ridiculous to think a movie would just be the rich family versus the poor family. It's Mm -hmm. like, no, there are a bunch of poor families. But it is is kind of a funny artificial scarcity thing of Mm -hmm. like, only one of us can can like be in this, you know. Yeah, actually, yes. That's... You know, no, actually, you can all get along just fine. But it's just been so instilled that if someone else gets something, it means I don't. Yeah. And that has actually been the real world experience for it's... them. So like, who can blame them for reacting? I made way? a free market joke earlier. That's literally the purpose mm-hmm. of the free market is to like do that That's... to pretend that yeah. you have to take something like if someone else gets something you it means don't you didn't get it yeah, yeah. that's ah god yep. damn i really i'm really not a fan of capitalism <laughs> finding this out now now about you for the first yeah. time that's crazy <laughs> it's been years i've somehow kept it on it <laughs> and i do like that this you know the struggle between these two families now is it doesn't have anything to do with the parks it is yeah. just them being like another person in my space Arr! like yeah. that yeah. reaction <laughs> Uh, that's and just like oh my god so exhausting to spend all of your brain power dealing with that what is a reality for you yeah like oh why don't you just you know go to school and get a better job all of my brain power is being taken up thinking about where my next meal is yeah it's it's, i can't explain this to you more clearly than learn to code aaron (laughs) 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 yeah Uh. Anyway, yeah. so I, I think it's a it's it's such a great like yes of course they'd be at their throats at each other's throats immediately. Yeah, there is no way in reality it would happen otherwise. Yeah. No, neither of them feels stable in this environment. They know it doesn't belong to them, so they're gonna have to like you know slash some throats if they want to hold on to whatever they can grab. And if if you think that's unrealistic, you just might be a centrist. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to tell you this way. Yeah. Yeah. God, there's still so much that happens in this movie. Uh, the parks call. Like, we have this tense, like, finger on the button of the nuclear codes, as Gensei describes. That's so funny. Great North Korean uh, team. Anchor impersonation. Yep. <laughs> I have to assume is, is uh, flawless. Yeah. Seems bang on to me. Yeah. Uh, but the parks are coming home, and Chung Sook has to make some rammed on real fast. It is so funny. She's just... She's had to present this face to, like, you know, go answer the door for Moon Gwang and, and then, like, pick up the phone and just, like, hello. <laughs> well, she's just, like, physically been fighting somebody else. Just, like, holding her by the yeah. throat. Yeah. <laughs> and she just kind of, like, okay, so you'll be home in eight minutes? Mm-hmm. And click, and then just goes what the hell is rammed on? <laughs> Just... And this is a thing. I assumed, as because I don't, this is my first South Korean movie, really, that I think I saw. At the time, sure. Uh, this is not a, like, it wasn't a thing. That, no, it's not a, it's not a, like a dish that, I mean, it's, you know. Become a thing now, but I, yes. it, there was like other words for like a similar dish that like, it's they wanted just... to do their own thing to. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's very classic. Like, you know, you go to, if you've been to university or school or whatever and you have to make instant noodles work for you a little better, that's yeah. that's what this grew out of, which is very funny. Yeah. Uh, which, exploring class through cuisine. Yeah. yeah. And I will say, immediately, fancy restaurants started making, like, $25, <laughs> you know, Japaguri or Ramdon. And it's like, there is no critique of capitalism that capitalism cannot 
consume and spit back out for you to buy. It's, uh, yeah. Hold tight, I got some news for you later. Oh no, I don't (laughs) want it. It's gonna make it real sad. (laughs) That's what I love to do here on the pod. That's what it's all about. Uh, But I will say we made, like, Ram Dotto home for, like, three bucks. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. (laughs) (laughs) It's just meat and noodles, of course it's good. And the meat you don't even need, it's just the, the, yeah. Yeah, The sirloin is because she doesn't want to be seen eating, like, instant noodles. Yeah. So funny. Uh, but we relive the ghost coming about, which is, speaking of terrifying shots that live with you. I hate that. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's my, I can't take that. <laughs> I would also be Desong. I would have <laughs> immediately had a seizure. You had described, like, the first act as it feels like a fun home invasion. This is yeah. the <laughs> scary Extremely home not fun home yeah. invasion. Hiding under the table bit, we get into... The, the it, sorry, go ahead. We just talking about, you know, the the parks get home. The wife is eating the dish that, you know, ostensibly was going to be made for Desong and he doesn't even care. And telling Mrs. Kim about why they had to leave the house for Desong's birthday. Mm. And it just like, it kind of, when you know what's going on, it boils down to Dasong saw a person who wasn't his family member and almost died. Yeah. Like, he saw a poor person and had never seen a poor person before. Like, I truly, I don't know if Dasong has ever met anyone who didn't work for them. Or, like, is a, like, family friend that comes to the birthday party. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I truly, I really think it was, like, it almost killed my son to see someone who didn't work for him. You know what I mean? Like Ugh. when you really, when you are thinking about what that person was actually doing in the basement is just like, oh, I saw someone coming, like sneaking upstairs to eat food because otherwise they'd starve to death in our basement. Yeah. And I could not face that. So I, my brain shut down. I couldn't face the reality that somebody doesn't have food. Like that, that is so foreign a concept that yeah. it made my son die. Yeah. <laughs> And I also love the, you know, obviously they don't think it's a real ghost. They think that Dasong is just being flighty and artistic. And and she says, oh, well, you know, a ghost in the house is meant to bring wealth. That's what that's supposed to be like. Yeah, the literal ghosts of the people who died bringing you your fucking food. brought Like, people working themselves to the bone bring you wealth. Of course they do. That's what they're there for. I wonder how that saying came about. Oh, well, I'll just eat my sirloin. (laughs) Exactly. Ah! So I really like that whole that whole exchange is, and again she's just so oblivious. It's and another, like, that whole monologue is another like time stop moment for me. Yes. Yeah. Well, the the void is framed very nicely in the background yeah. there because I mean, and this fucking woman doesn't realize that Mrs. Kim has just had one of the more traumatic nights of her life. Yeah. It, it clearly rattled. The void is obviously like she's trying not, not to, to look. look at it because that's where they've stuffed the other family. Yeah. And this woman, not a fucking clue. Obsessed with herself, obsessed with her little family problems. I just, it is, it is one of those real like, ah, uh, mm, scenes. I see. Yeah. And uh, I feel like that feeling, I mean, it's a very good movie, obviously. We're here to gush <laughs> about it. But the parks going away to me is like, the start of the branching paths of the of the Kim family and the Park family were like sure. up until this point and Mr. Kim even says it like, oh they're nice. They're like pretty nice for rich yeah. people and all that. But like them going away is the beginning of Kim Mr. Kim's journey in my mind of like mm. here's where he's seeing all this. And I mean all of this is explaining what happens to him at the end in my mind of 
you're just seeing example after example after example where if things aren't perfect, yeah, how differently things happen to different people. Like yeah. I, it's it's explored so well and so simply with like a simple rainstorm destroyed one family's life and yeah. made it was like one... a little fun night. For... We only got to have sirloin at home. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, it's a very, like, as the the wealth increases, like, the threshold for what you can tolerate goes way down. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, it can be just in little ways, right? Like, we, I mean, God, how exciting was it when we moved into an apartment that had a laundry machine in in it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, like, yes, you had to roll it down the, the hallway and attach it to the sink with a hose, like it was one of those ones. <laughs> but you didn't have to, that was just such a step up. And, and like, after that... I started being like, well, I can't, like, thinking about moving. I don't want, play. I can't go back. I can't yeah. go back to, yeah. like, I know I can do it physically. <laughs> it's not the issue. It's just that you become accustomed to luxury and, like, you can never yeah. go backwards for luxury. Only forwards, 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 <laughs> and just, like, in microscopic <laughs> leaps each time. Now where, yeah, if it's, you know someone made a noodle dish and you didn't get to have some that's that's ruins your night like mm -hmm. i don't know. yeah yeah one thing just because i can hear my internal monologue saying this it's not that like suffering means that you are a deserving person or anything oh my like god that, no no but it, it yeah it there are it's a full spectrum and the parks <laughs> are way on one side <laughs> yes they they literally will never have to find out and that's just yeah. like you you shouldn't be able to make the decisions for people who constantly have to find out. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So Good we're shit. hiding under the table, and uh, we hear some the comments that like set a million reaction gifts <laughs> and <laughs> images at sea, uh, talking about the way that Mr. Kim smells. Right. Yes. Yeah. Which Desang has remarked on before, but only as a, like they smell the same, and they're like, oh shit, they're gonna be onto us. Yeah. We gotta change the detergents. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like personal. Yeah, the the stink of the subway of somebody who has to interact with a second person through the day. <laughs> yep. Oh man. I love that. That's such a delineator for them. She, the, the, Mrs. Park is like, oh man, I can't even remember the last time I took the subway. Like, why not? You live at home. <laughs> Do you go anywhere? Like, oh my god. No, well, she's drunk. Oh, I know drunk. she's a driver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and that. <laughs> and that for the same reason, probably. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Wild shit. So Kim's escape, we it takes them so long to go down to their house. Like it, it's Yeah. That's some effective shit there. The castle on the mountain down to the mm -hmm. the lowly caves. We find that uh, their home is destroyed from the flooding uh, that's ongoing. And, you know, all yeah. of, the, like, I, I like them, I mean, I don't like it, but them getting back to that neighborhood, that street, and everyone is trying to help everybody else, like, get their stuff Or at out. least reaching out at a minimum, it, yeah, like, recognizing yeah. what's happening to like, other oh people. Oh my god, yeah. the street is flooding, yeah. not just, you know. And so there are people kind of helping, you know, they're doing bail, <laughs> like, bucket lines, and they're yeah. doing, you know. It's it's a disaster that's happening to everybody. Yeah. Which, um, if I may, because climate, it, it, this yeah, is yeah. going to be a thing we encounter a lot more. Just PSA, in a flood, don't go back into your house. No, never do this. You are going to be electrocuted. At, or at get best. dysentery. <laughs> yeah, like that's the more likely thing is that you will be sick for months. You may never recover. Like there yeah. is shit in wastewater that you, that you, obviously, you, anyway, I'm just saying, just when the PSA. subway is flooding, don't go down there. No. Don't do it. You are better to just, like, get absolutely soaked to the bone and walk somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
But it's the next day, and the Kim family gets displaced in a gymnasium, and the Park family has a birthday party. Party! Oh, man. There's something about, I mean, obviously they talk about it, so there's that, but there is something about you can almost smell the after effect of, like, mm. wading in all of the sewage water. And yeah. And I know uh, this is, a you know, a very clear-cut shot, but the shot of Moon Gwang has taken a head wound oh, because yeah. they were, the Kims were so eager to literally, like, toss her down into the basement that yeah. she cracked her skull. She's got a concussion. She's throwing up into that, the bunker toilet, and... It cuts to yeah. is it is it Kijung sitting on the toilet and trying to like trying to just keep her fit basically just wherever yeah Kijung yeah yeah she's sitting on the toilet smoking a cigarette yeah what else are you supposed to do I guess God, she's but... so cool so cool <laughs> she's extremely cool <laughs> but yeah just this very like it's it's all it is a closed loop for these families yeah. like. There isn't enough to go around on their level of things, and and whatever, whenever one of them suffers, like it comes back and, and bites you. Yeah, and the upper class will not be affected in any way whatsoever. They do not have to opt yeah. in. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah, but you do you do get that like they're trying to what hand out clothes at the gymnasium. Like, does anyone yeah. need clothes? And Mr. Like, Kim is God. smelling all of them first. Yeah. Like, oh man. Yep. That's that's his I guess that's his like fully radicalizing moment because up until then be, right? he's just been surviving and yeah. like they're okay and all that. And yeah. But driving. now he realizes, oh this is how they see me. Yeah. They think I stink and that's as far as they care to get to know me. Yeah. And Mrs. Park driving yeah. driving around Mrs. Park the next day, there's the reaction Oh yes. that we all know and love. <laughs> yes. You looked puzzled when I mentioned that initially. I that's... did, I was like, they're kind of under a table, you can't do much. It's pretty know. dark. The I next know. day, I see, <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, how, what does it say that we were all instantly able to take that shot and use it <laughs> for a great number of scenarios, yes. and we all know exactly who is which person. Yeah, this is, it's not, yeah, you don't need labels. We all know what you're saying when you mm -hmm. post that image. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so birthday parties going on and here's where like the i was thinking a lot about like mr park is being saying to to mr kim we'll be the quote bad indians right quote, right and we'll get like taken down by the quote good indian unquote like yeah. this is just i mean colonialism cosplay woo, woo doing it <laughs> Uh, but then a lot of stuff happens really fast. Uh, Moonwa Gong uh, dies from her concussion. Yeah. Uh, Kiwu goes downstairs to find the husband hellbent on revenge now. Yes. And he's taking the rock down. Do you think he's taking it down like for protection as like a peace offering? I think it's an offering, quite yeah. honestly. I think he's, you know, going back to... Kitak is, is kind of still in that mindset of like, grind hard enough mm. and you'll make it. You know, Kiwu and Kijang are obviously like, that's not how it works anymore. But I do think because they're like, okay, that way was not sustainable. We have to, we have to make those bonds with like the other people in our class. And, yeah. you know, I have to go down there and be like, listen, this is not sustainable. How do we both get something out of this? Yeah. So I think he is taking it as like a peace offering because that it means something to him. But it's so funny that it's still this like scholarly, yeah. you know, university educated. You have to have money to obtain one of these rocks of like it has value. See, it has no value. Yeah, but it this doesn't. Is, it's the same thing as Gensei towards Mr. Park, Kiwu towards the rock. It's the same level of like, it does and feel this is like, the reason that I'm doing all this stuff. Yeah. Now. Thank you, rock. <laughs> Thank you, rock. I'll exactly. hug and kiss yeah. you. But. Like, he got the rock, and then they had this windfall of moving into the Parks family. Well, so, like, yeah. that's why I was thinking Peace Offering specifically be like, look at what it's done for my family, mm. and now it can do it for you. That's so true. Like, 
this well, beneficial, like, I'm taking care of you. I gave right. you a rush. I'm sharing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a reason that, like, fascism and real, like, bad shit starts to happen when there's a large majority of disenfranchised people mm. in a in a country or in a you know social group or whatever it's just like when none of the systems are working for you you turn to fucking astrology or phrenology yeah. or economics or whatever you know all equally ludicrous things you gotta blame something that isn't the people providing you wages yeah. for some it's a very human thing we all do it i don't sure. know why we do it we should just blame the people stealing wages let's do that i'm i'm fully on board but yeah, just feels like okay. Well, the, it must be the rock because nothing else, <laughs> nothing else is working. Yeah, but it does not go. It does well. not work. He he gets a big old brain injury from that rock. Oh, it's so brutal. It's quite brutal. Uh, Gunsei gets a kitchen knife. What happens here? Uh, he's streaming blood because he's <laughs> been trying to like signal someone with those lights. Yeah, that's right. With the Morse code. Yeah. He gets up there, stabs Ki Jung, induces a seizure in Dasong because Dasong is seeing a poor person. I mean, this is legitimately scary. No, that's <laughs> that's fair. He's seeing the same ghost, but now streaming blood oh and like grinning like a madman, just. Cuts up Chung Sook a bunch, fatally, uh, who in turn fatally impales him with a hot dog skewer. Yep. <laughs> Which is just so great. Like, just literal meat for the dogs. Yeah. Is all this person, that's what they end their life doing. And the park's screaming at the Kims, save my son, forget about, forget about Get me the car keys. Yeah. yeah that's what like, he's worried about. Yeah. <laughs> brutal absolutely brutal stuff i don't know yep. that it, i need to go super in depth on any of the rest of what happens because it's just big bummer town and the the conclusion <laughs> that we all know would be coming based on the previous i 10 mean minutes, yes right yeah 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 what else are you gonna it's not like they're gonna be like wow i didn't think of it that way you can live in my house there is more than enough for everyone like yeah. they ruined a party <laughs> they it's the ego right the ego is damaged whereas yes. the physical actual lives of the other people are the things at risk like doesn't compare to the ego apparently we all have our like <laughs> snapping point where uh, mr park smells we see him smelling stuff, and Mr. Kim can't take it no more, so... Yeah. Uh, I'm going to point out, I really love Kiwu gets recovering from his brain injury and giggling at uh, the detective who doesn't look like a detective and doctor who doesn't look like a doctor. Yeah. Like, that's some... <laughs> so funny. Yeah. That's... I... That's one of those things of... I remember... <laughs> so dumb. The, like, parasite ending explained YouTube oh. videos and all that. But the, the people... Like, this is a thing that makes so much sense to me seeing that... That I saw so many people being like, what's this, like, symbolize or whatever? Like, no, it's just about when you're at a certain, like, class level, you're going to look at other classes and be like, that doesn't look like it belongs to that class. It's just oh, his more line. classism stuff. But it's... Well, it's what you expect yeah. to see, right? A doctor should be, like, put together and, like, a little bit older. And, and like, handsome. and yeah, yeah. And, you know, have leisure time for working out and for eating well and all of this thing. And instead you get this, like, little scrubby guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is It is just really, it's the ocean you're swimming in, yeah. right? And then the other bit of, in the TV reporting about Gunsei's uh, rampage. Yep. There's a lot of, like, he appears to have just been some homeless guy who was mad. More at 11. Like, there, yeah. nobody can fathom what would make a person do such a thing. Like, yeah. of course it's not going to be reported because all of the... And here's where I do start to feel like a crank. Where it's like, well, <laughs> media is run by rich people who won't... It's not even a won't report on it being 
like, oh, this was motivated by class. Like, they, well, it, I mean, they yeah. don't see it. They, I mean, they. Yeah. I, I don't think they do say like the the homeless man died at the scene, so there's no way of establishing a motive. They don't yeah. even know who he is, yeah. so it's not as even. It's not as if they could even begin to try and look at it that way. It's just like something terrible, random happened to this nice family that you know. But I mean, it does. F- like, yes, that that would be the initial reaction for sure. But there's. It's not as though he was like liquefied at the scene. He's they could like there's dental records. <laughs> no, 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 that's there's true. There's all the things that they could go on to check and be like, oh, this would have been a low income person who had Maybe. these problems, and then it becomes you know that's what a plucky investigative journalism should be all about. Yeah, uh, I'm going to a, a 40s moniker at this point. Like, <laughs> you just put on a hat yeah. with a little card that says press <laughs> on the back. But that that it just gets swept away as like, oops. I don't know. Well, I mean, it happens all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, a homeless man died is literally as in-depth as most mainstream media gets yep. reporting these kinds of things. It's and another, like, uh, like, it's not an effort to do it, but a lack of effort that results it, in dehumanizing another No, class. exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's literally just, oh, well, uh, they were homeless, so it must have been something. Not me, though, so... <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's it is that lack of like interest in what might have led to it and maybe take a little bit of a little piece of responsibility for creating those yeah. conditions yeah, that it's, led to it's it. The, it's the, just like, like total incuriousness. There is a lack of any understanding of what could have led to this. Yeah. yeah. Which I feel is expressed very well here, even though it's kinda kind of throw away. Kind of throw away. But it yeah. also has that little tinge of like, you know, how uh, you know, police really like to report on like shootings mm. and and like violent crime quote unquote to scare people into giving them more money yeah it's got that flavor of it like at any moment a homeless man could barge it so we have to ship all the homeless people farther <laughs> away like you can tell that might have been in the cards as well yeah yeah and then we uh learned that um mr kim's in the basement through morse code and we have kiwoo's little little daydream about yeah. i'm gonna make so much money i really like the shot of him you know he's morse coding out his mm. story as he's living in the basement and he's describing how he had to you know he couldn't leave the the scene of the crime they would catch him yeah. he goes back into the house when moon Guang cut the cctv that's what enables him to sneak back in without being noticed. So yeah. it is like, okay, someone has forged this path already. I can yeah. build on that, and I, I know the system works that they've set up. She opened the door for me to do this. Yeah. I, I like that little touch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I like that a lot. And I, yeah, it, they got that nice close-up. I forgot about that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Delicious. Mm, tasty. Uh, and then the, like... I really want to talk about the very last shot of this movie where we get the like, uh, one day I'll move in and then you just need to come upstairs, dad. And then it fades back to the basement and credits roll. Yeah. That is a real, uh, so I want to read a little bit about Bong's actual quote here. Oh, sure. find it. The very last shot of coming back into the basement, Bong said, it's a surefire kill. Uh, he, this is somebody obviously translating because, uh, uh, yep. Um, so he's using a Korean phrase that, through the, the translation, it's, it's like an idiomatic thing. Okay. The best description is when you are basically, uh, we describe this in the household as double tapping on somebody. You are pretty sure 
what a thing that somebody's dead, but you're going up and like executing them. Oh, okay. So it's it's a it's a kill shot. It's a mercy, not a mercy kill. It's it's the a, opposite. Yeah, it's a like you you are hammering home your point. Sure. Uh, what's the other quote here? Uh, quote: Maybe if the movie ended where they hug and it fades out, the audience can imagine. Oh, it's impossible to buy that house, but who you knows? You never know. Yeah. The camera goes down to that half basement. It's a quite cruel and sad, but I thought it was being real and honest. Real and honest with the audience. You know and I know, we all know that this kid isn't going to be able to buy that house. I just felt that the frankness was right for the film, even though it's sad. Just like, yeah. Yeah. Fair. I know that I felt when it was running through the, like... Uh, and I'll then work I'll buy, hard and I'll buy the house and then... He's got know. the, like, the little red highlights in his hair, yeah. denoting his wealth and whatever. I... Loved everything that was happening in this movie. Up until this point, I was like, come on. Come on. I started to feel that. And then it cut to the basement. And yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. That's great. Oh, <laughs> yep. You got me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Toronto, definitely one of the cities where a fun pastime is looking at houses and being mm. like, oh, imagine. Yeah. You know? And it's literally just going to be a hobby for as long as all, we all live. <laughs> like, literally, the the... All of us on this podcast have lived in semi or full basements. Oh, yeah. The um, last place I lived before this did not have a window. Yeah. It was illegal to be rented out, but yeah. I had to rent it because that's all I could afford. Correct. And the amount of, like, in living in that situation, we all know people have been there. I remember the phrase balcony hunting as the, yeah. like, <laughs> that you're just looking for an opportunity to be outside and not be yes. potentially harassed by police. <laughs> like, well, I mean, that's also <laughs> the thing, right? Is like, buy... Buy your comfort, buy your yeah. peace and quiet, buy it. And yeah. it's increasingly becoming something that, like, Toronto specifically is very bad for this, <laughs> where, like, it's, it's piece by piece becoming illegal to be, to enjoy outside. Yeah. You're not allowed to drink in public. You're not allowed to, in some instances, there are just, and there have been for a couple of years now, fences up around public parks. And yeah. I know people get, like, well, probably not the whole, I mean, like, multiple multiple dozens of parks that are 100% closed off to the public that are being paid for by tax dollars. And just people who decide these things have decided that we're not allowed to use it and there's nothing that you can do about that. So it's illegal to be outside. Whereas if you had money, you could just buy a house with a backyard. Or a balcony. Or, 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 or. You have options when you have money. Exactly. Uh, So, I mean, if we have any Toronto listeners, vote for anybody but John Tory uh, come the mayoral election. That's my, (laughs) I'll leave it at local, hyper-local, regional things there. Make uh, John Tory sad. He deserves it. That's the, this is our birthday month. This is our birthday podcast. That would be the best birthday present you could get. Give us the birthday present. (laughs) Ah, that's Parasite. What a fucking movie. (laughs) Oh boy! Yeah. It feels uh, like a real transition into, yes, you know, we joked a, a couple of episodes back about, like, millennial filmmakers have access to therapy now, and we're going to talk about our family experiences. Hell yeah. But this is a, this feels like a, a real, oh, everyone else is also experiencing this, huh? Okay. And this thing of, like, the media, it's hard to find those narratives because it's inconvenient for the people who run the newspapers to think or, about them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're a, a real, you know, it's no longer like a crazy twist ending that the rich person wasn't that good or that like yeah. there's something more to the experience of like not having money than just, oh, I can't buy the nice steak. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it actually rewires your brain. And so few movies are about that 
essential, like almost biological difference between your brain not having enough and your brain having way more than enough. Yeah. And well, the example yeah. that always comes to mind is when you, this is literally my lived experience, but I know other people that have the same thing of you're in a family that's very low income and you cannot afford to buy new things. Yeah. You do things like you wash your plastic wrap after you use it up right, because yeah. you can't afford to buy more plastic wrap and you need to make bulk meals because it's the only way you can effectively afford to eat yeah like you don't stop doing that my like you grow up and then <sighs> yeah. and if you are lucky you'll make enough money that you could buy new saran wrap right. and like my my mother will never buy new saran wrap are you kidding me <laughs> Like, she why could... would you when you could reuse it? I mean, this is the thing of like, yeah. why would you pay more for the apartment with the ensuite laundry when you could go to the laundromat? Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, yes, those things become hard hardwired into you, and it's not just like, wow, I I I finally got money and I moved to a nicer place and everything is fine now. No, like you still are bad with money because you're not used to having it, and mm. so you still buy eight cans of one dollar beans instead of like bulk beans dried and then having the time to prep them and cook them like you, yeah it's not it, it money does not solve it which is a hilarious thing to take away from <laughs> this but like <laughs> the fact that we're in this position in the first place like it's so far gone capitalism is so late yeah it's that, the, that's the symptom yes but it's not the yeah yeah that now giving like redistributing the money is no longer just the solution there's gonna have to be other like fundamental changes and i i really like it's i i was heartened to see that in a, a movie that was so universally glommed onto and, yeah. and loved and celebrated. <laughs> I, and I mean, that doesn't mean that everybody got, got the it. right thing out of it. <laughs> I really, I feel like There's it's like a good... There's like four people I'm thinking of that like just got real vocal online about it. That like are... the, the poor family were the parasites, right? Yeah. Oh, if I may. Okay, do you want to hear my take on this? Okay. The rich family is the parasites, not just mm. because like, you know... But because they literally, like, the, there's so much focus on this house and the physical space of the house and what it means. And, like, you know, as mm. he would, would say, so metaphorical. <laughs> but the, they're not, they don't know the house. Yeah, they're, they don't know how to do anything. Yeah, yeah, they're foreign to the house. The house is the body. And the thing, the systems that keep it running are, you know, Moon Guang and the whole Kim family and like those are the people that actually make up and in a real way own the house they yeah. know the house they know where to find things they know how things work those are the systems of the house are those people yeah. the parasites are the people just taking and taking and taking from the body of that house yeah. and not giving anything back and like it's not just you know, there's there's so there's literally people in the foundations of your house <laughs> supporting your house and that you don't even recognize as you just recognize as a source of, you know, comfort or food or like whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know how you could misinterpret Well, I think it's <laughs> I think title. it's that what you're presented with in the opening, you aren't able to recognize the switch that happens. Because I do think Sure. I do okay. think that like Intentional it's, or not, you go through the first act and you're like, oh, the, the poor family are the parasites. They're insinuating them yeah. themselves into the And then the that house. becomes yeah. your lens you watch the entire thing through. Maybe. Whereas yeah. Yeah. Okay. if you allow yourself to adjust and adapt along with the movie as it changes, like fully changes genres from like a crime a uh, nice comedy thing to, yeah. <laughs> to a like fucking dark ass class thriller. Like, yeah, class thriller. 
yeah no that's fair i think that's why the the introduction of the other family like the two yeah uh are so is so crucial because then it's not just this family versus that family it's like there's this whole breadth of like people experiencing this house in different ways the parks almost don't matter anymore they they feel very yeah like they're out of the movie for like 40 45 minutes or something like that and you I feel like when they come back, you're like, oh, yeah, they were gone. Right. It's not even like, what are the parks up to now? Yeah. <laughs> the, but that's what, when I was saying there's so many off-ramps this movie could take. Like, after the Kims are in the house and getting drunk and before Mugwan comes back, they the movie could become still the parks come home. Totally. Everything happens as it does, except the the super basement family is not there. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's still a good movie, but it's yeah. not... It's not the same it's not lens the same. shift. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. God, what a it's what great. a time. Feel good comedy of the summer. <laughs> uh. I really, yeah, him winning the Oscar. I know everyone jokes about is like the last good thing that happened. The two him making the two Oscars kiss is that the last great. the last That's what the Oscars image of a for. different era. <laughs> yeah, so true. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I uh, Long-term listeners will know I'll always bring some research or something like that to the pod. This one is so far out of my cinematic knowledge and such, and there's also so much talked about it already. I mean... Figured we'd just talk more about the movie this time. The one thing I was going to mention is just the inspiration for writing the movie. Oh, sure. Um, So there's three major inspirations that Bong has for it. Uh, The first that he talks about a lot is the... Um, the oh I didn't write down the year but the other South Korean uh, upstairs downstairs thriller The Housemaid oh sure um, which is an amazing movie uh, we one of our very very earlier episodes and yes. I feel like it was one the of the 60s like it's quite you know it's a yeah. while back I think it might be 1960 yeah yeah. Uh, I believe it's our episode 8 go back and listen to us when we were so so young and fresh faced <laughs> um, I feel like pretty similar thematic conversations going on there. yep uh, so that's cinematically, he's evoking a lot of that. And there's some like straight up visual references to it. Sure. Uh, lots of stairwell stuff. Happening. Yes. Yeah. Um, the literal physical act of moving higher or lower. Yeah. Which like he called Snowpiercer is his hallway movie. Um, <laughs> Parasite is his stairs movie. Stairs movie. Nice. Um, but the other, another big uh, inspiration was his real life. He took a lot of from his real life for it because... Well, while he was writing Snowpiercer, he kind of got started writing on, on this movie. Went and did some other movies, came back to it. Went and did some other movies, came back to oh, it. Oh, I didn't know that. But, uh, so he started writing it in 2013, um, okay. quite a bit before. But he, when he was young and incredibly poor and out of work, his girlfriend at the time, who became his wife, said, Oh, I'm a tutor in this household. Why don't you come be a tutor here too? <laughs> in this hyper-mega-rich household. Oh, boy. And they're like, well, what is the boy who I would be tutoring, what does he need tutoring in? Oh, they need a math tutor. And Bong was like, I've never passed a math class in my life. I will be his math tutor. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, He's so confident. Uh, That's great. Okay. So he was in there. He did get fired because they're like, <laughs> you don't know anything. What are you... <laughs> Did she get fired too? Because no. that seems like, oh my God. That's uh, <laughs> but he, he worked for two months for them. Um, All right. Quote, I got this feeling that I was infiltrating the private lives of complete strangers. Every week I'd go into their house and I thought how fun it would be if I could get all my friends to infiltrate the house one by one. <laughs> so this is, I feel like this is the, obviously the first act is just this. Yes, He's yeah. like, hee hee, what if then my buddy came in and was <laughs> mean to uh, the mom and talked about a schizophrenia zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was uh, terrifically bad at math. So, so he... He said that the thing that he tried to bring into this movie for them to, to represent the most was this idea of 
everybody working there knows they're a fraud. And they're working at trying to be a fraud and, like, actively exploiting as much as they can. Yeah. N- not doing a thing of, like, okay, and I'm going to learn about uh, English and I'm going to learn about art. No, fuck that. I, yeah. like, Googled it and read it for, like, 20 minutes that I have some good nomenclature and away you go. Skate. <laughs> nice. Which is great. So I love that, to me, there's so much, like, to be pretentious about it, there's so much truth in this movie. And I feel like... <laughs> It couldn't have that if not coming from this place. No, that's true. I really like that idea of like, it's not like they're trying to like, oh, wow, art tutoring. Interesting. She's not trying to get better at art tutoring. She's just, again, this artificial scarcity. Just grab what you can while you can. I just need a goddamn meal, please. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, leave me alone. Yeah. (laughs) Don't speak to me. I'm going to the schizophrenia zone. (laughs) (laughs) It's what we're naming our uh, podcast from now on. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I've said it enough times that it's going to be the tale. Uh, And the third dimension, and this is the thing I hadn't heard of, so uh, I'm curious if you have or not. Do you know about the Christine and Leia Papin story? No. Uh, This is a pair of sisters from France. Christine was born in 1905 and Leia in 1911 were sisters or potentially half-sisters, not positive on the exact relationship. We know they had the same mother. Okay. Uh, The very fast version of their lives, they lived a majority of their life in orphanages, um, because their mother, who they knew, uh, named Clements, couldn't support them. So it was super common thing common. where you'd just be like, I'm putting you in the orphanage for two years. I'll be back. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. So it was just this, like, you have a parental influence, kind of, but they're not expected to, like, pay for your life and all that because... <laughs> the worst no possible income. setup. Just trauma, but also hope, which yeah, is like, so mean. I, there's no other way to do it. Like, yeah. the other option is the kids starve to death. So it's yep. like... Yep, I mean, what are you going to do? No win scenario? Am I using that right? Um... Yes. Let's say yes. Uh, they, <laughs> He's gonna stop you. <laughs> the sisters made uh, their way through most of their life just being like live-in chambermaids and maids and such because sure. you're invisible. Manual labor. Yeah. Yep. Uh, in 1926, the uh, 21-year-old Christine went to work for the Lancelot family in Le Mans, France. Uh, after working there for about a half a year, Christine convinced the family father to hire in the sister Leia for the chambermaid. Um, There was a father, mother, and uh, uh, an adult daughter living uh, in this house. So 16-year-old Leia's coming in to be the other daughter's chambermaid. Um, A few years passes. It's going along great. We get to uh, 1933. And over time, the mother, uh, Leonie, she started becoming more and more critical and eventually physically abusive over time. Like, there are cool. accounts of when guests were around Lainey, like, throwing these uh, sisters headfirst into walls and oh stuff. Oh, my God. And bear that in mind for where this goes. Yeah, okay. Uh, on, uh, so, uh, uh, content warning. Gonna get a little dark here. Sure. Uh, but on the evening of Thursday, February 2nd, 1933... Uh, Leonie and the daughter, Geneviève, returned from shopping, uh, and there were no lights on. Uh, the Papin sisters explained that it had been caused by, like, they blew a fuse, basically. Okay. Whatever. Some uh, sources say that Christine was furious with their life and urinated on an electrical socket, which made it go out, which feels to me <laughs> so like... So specific and weird. There All is right. no way that's true. Who would know that? Yeah. yeah. That's okay. insane. Either way, Madame became outraged and started, like, hitting... Christine. At which point, Christine lunged at the madame, gouged out her eyes. Oof. Leia jumped in, gouged out the daughter's eyes. Oh, shit. And... Right, in for a penny. They ran to the kitchen where they retrieved several implements and 
continued to bludgeon and stab the women for oh well god. over two hours. Oh my god! Uh, experts later who came to the scenes had to go on the daughter's words that that was the uh, mother and daughter of the household because there was sure. no way to recognize them. All right. Uh, the they like confessed to the crimes. <laughs> Because, I mean, come on. <laughs> the lawyers of the Pappins tried to get them off by pleading insanity, but it didn't work because everyone's like, no, they're, like, perfectly cogent. There is nothing insane about these two girls. Right. Though it was said that, like, it may have been a disorder where Christine was, like, influencing Leia because she's the older sister yeah, and all sure. this stuff. They've been through some weird shit. They only have each other. Yeah. So they get imprisoned. Christine died in jail a few years later. Leia oh. got out, uh, had a new identity that she worked under for the rest of her life. She died oh. in either 1984 or 2001. Nobody knows because nobody knows of the exact identities that of she course, went yeah. through. But, so this is a thing that, like, Jean-Paul Sartre did a bunch of plays about. Like, oh. people of the time were like, this is one of the biggest clear versions of of uh, exploitation of workers blowing up in a rich person's face and the eh. rich society not willing to look at it right. because there's things like they are being physically abused all the time none of this came up in the court stuff this was like I'm uncovered so sure in like 1945 like uh, 10 years after the whole thing Cute. um it was discovered that the maids were working 14 hour days uh with a half day off every other week sure uh, right so yep uh <laughs> The intellectuals who were generally bohemian at the time, so low and at best lower middle class, or maybe you have a fancy high class boy, they uh, really tried to write a lot about the Pappins' struggles to like make them not heroes, sure. but like no. look at this thing that you can empathize with that nobody yeah. was empathizing with previously. And like if you make even one of these things a single bit better, maybe we don't have this outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I was going to mention, we know there's an HBO Bummer. series coming, so... Uh, oh, yeah! Parasite, so that'll be... Know. We'll check that out, probably. I guess. <laughs> we got it, right? Just to see <laughs> what happened. And uh, I don't know how accurate all this is now, but the Seoul Tourism Organization is does, like, parasite tours, and... Uh, how could you possibly buy in? Is rebuilding, like, the sets to do a, like, cinematic parasite experience. No. Just talking about... Um, Capitalism can't find a thing it can't exploit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Residents living in the filming locations have reportedly complained of a sense of embarrassment and discomfort due to tourists visiting. Uh, in response, the local government of Seoul has announced that the government funding will prioritize uh, estimated 1,500 low-income families living in the semi-basement type accommodations featured in the film, which feels like a real... I don't know, it takes some money. Will what do you mean better? by prioritize? Prioritize uh, funding new income to move people into better... Oh, who was complaining? The people living there. In the semi-basements. Yeah. Sorry, for, honestly, I thought the people on the hill were complaining oh, that no, it no, made no. them look bad. And no. I was like, yeah, people on the hill great, don't notice good job, government. Okay, no, I see what happened. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very good. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, we could uh, rein in predatory credit card lending, or <laughs> we could build a parasite tour. That's cute. Yeah, so okay. uh, there's a lot of, like, political... There's, like, little literal political platforms about, like, defunding these really heinous tourism cinematic experiences being, like, this is a human rights violation. <laughs> like, yeah, like, what... <laughs> and, like you said, literally cosplaying... Yeah, like very real physically harmful struggles and like seeing, really this is cute for you i didn't think about this but we're seeing the same thing with netflix is doing a like real squid game to like oh, game I show and stuff yeah. like it's the exact same thing the cycle is just getting like shorter and shorter in all of them oh, yeah, and it's going so to explode true. eventually yeah. like 
Yep. Yeah. Oh my god. At least with the Squid Game real life thing, you can maybe assume that it's like fame seekers and things that might want to be on it, you know? Maybe. Like TikTok stars for the brand. Sure. I, that's what I'm hoping. We'll no, get I thought it was explicitly we are taking. There's no fucking way. I am sure it's right? not going to be that, but okay. that's what they're touting it as. As like, look, we're going to help out some low income families by one of them winning a big prize and the other ones will all die. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that if you get picked to participate, you just get a house regardless. Like, you just own a house I now. I hope so, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I told you I was going to make you sad, and I've done it. So that's the end of what I brought to <laughs> That's good. She's doing the Song Kang-ho driving Mrs. Park face right now. <laughs> You're going to hear the sound of a gunshot very soon. <laughs> and it's going to be me. I'm going to be the one that gets shot. <laughs> Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, so I'd love to hear your final thoughts on this movie. I do feel like sometimes it's very mean of me that I bring all this, these really... So, what'd you think? What'd you think? World is a fuck. <laughs> That's what I think. No, I mean... No, I thought the a... world was a vampire. Oh, I guess it can be both. Yeah, world's a fucking vampire. There you go. Hell yeah. Yeah, bud. <laughs> yeah, what can you say? I mean, it's a movie that just says what everybody is thinking, yeah. which is rare enough, I suppose. Not diversion. Um, yeah. yeah. I, it's nice to have diversion. God knows we eno- so. enjoy enough of it, but uh, there is something to be said for, all right, take this thing people are already consuming and make it not divertive. Yeah. You still have all the other options, but if you really want to get into it, then yeah, I just, I mean, there's so much to be said about Bong Joon-ho just being like, I don't care what genre means, yeah. but I do know how to do all of them. <laughs> uh, and so I, I, you know, if you haven't seen Parasite and you got this far, I guess, what the fuck? What, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but but if, do go watch it. Again, go watch other Bong Joon-ho movies. They yeah, yeah. are all... A little like a this? A little like this, yeah. yeah. Like not, not to the point where you're like, oh, another one. But the, it's... No, 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 no. Yeah, like the host is a great, like, monster movie version of this. and yeah. Mother is like a murder mystery version of this. Yeah. yeah. Memories of Murder is an excellent, like, detective horror. Yeah, procedural horror thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's great. I really do feel like if anyone should have Oscars, it, the Oscar is <laughs> in no way the be all end all of movies. No. But like, it's nice that that was if it's gonna happen got, to someone. Yes, yes, exactly. It should be he should get two of them and make them kiss. I think that's, that's how you make small Oscars. <laughs> the stuff that they don't uh, they don't <laughs> display televise. televise. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's all from me, bud. No, that's great. That's <laughs> like, really the only thing I was going to say is that I do like it that it doesn't become a message movie. And the fact that it doesn't yeah. become a message movie is why it works so well in my mind. Yeah, I think so. Because otherwise it gets super preachy. And like reading lots about Bong's general approach to things, he, he says a lot about how he will not deign, like he, he is not in a position to offer solutions because he's just like, I just make movies. Just make movies. All movies. I can do is point you like full on at it. And right. that's then if you're a person who knows how to do stuff, you can help make the solutions. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. it's it's a clever thing to do where you're like, I'll just make a movie that's globally adored <laughs> and, you know, opens people's eyes to yeah. things. Maybe, you know, if you just can't escape it, talking about it, maybe it's the Overton window, right? Just yeah, yes, make those changes on that cultural level. Because the, the criticism you could have of it is that it's just the... We brought awareness, and then, like, that's Awareness, what... awareness week. Yeah. yeah. You die of that in the desert. Like, yeah. that's what we're all in, baby! <laughs> Yay! But, 
this, that's what it is. It's it's more consequential than that. Yeah. And it started the conversations of I just want to drag all those all, all the rich people online, just being like, <laughs> yeah, I really love this movie. Like you get what it's about, right? You get it's about you. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so, wasn't it like Chrissy Teigen or somebody? It was, yeah. yeah, it was like Parasite, and everyone was like, "You don't get to talk about this." <laughs> yeah, you love to see. And it. the other big one was Neil Brennan, the comedian, was oh, talking yeah. a lot he about was, it. He really doubled down oh, on like, time. "No, the poor family of the parasites." And I was like, no, "Okay, buddy, bedtime, <laughs> bedtime You're for Bonzo. Bonzo. <laughs> You've been Bonzoed." Boing. Uh, and by that I mean, let's double build this with some uh, <laughs> That's how we other movies. Yes. Let's talk about other movies. Uh, <laughs> would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I'll go first. Um, I paired this with actually a movie that we've already done. It's not The Handmaiden or uh, The Housemaid. Fuck, I always I mix always, those two up. Yeah. have not seen The Handmaiden. I paired it with another movie about... You start the movie thinking that the people in the positions of power are the good and reasonable ones, and mm. here comes this intruder, and how dare they mess up what you've got going on here, and like, <laughs> we're living in a society, but, yeah. you know. And then by the end of the movie, you're like, stab him again. <laughs> stab him one more time. The society sucks. It's not worth living in. Um, and so I am going to pair this with uh, Masaki Kobayashi's Harakiri. Oh, yeah. From 1962. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Which is also just a bleak as hell movie with an ending that's just like, and nothing changed. Uh, a couple people died, actually. And some people made some good points along the way, and yes. you never hear about them. <laughs> exactly. So, a meta version of, yeah, yeah, a meta double bill where it's like, yep, we are all going to stare the effects of how we live our lives impacting other people straight in the face mm. and decide that it's too much work and too icky to change so I will check out of having to do anything about it. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of like, why would I change it? I'm benefiting from it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's the problem. Yes, so brief recap, Harakiri Hera, can't fucking speak words. Harakiri is about a samurai who shows up at the doorstep of a, a feudal lord he wishes to commit honorable seppuku in the courtyard basically mm -hmm. saying like i want to you know i want to do this indoors surrounded by you know upstanding members of the community and whatever and they <laughs> think he's faking to get pity yeah like, because my it's a life time is of worth like, nothing it's a time of famine extreme famine and, so yeah. a lot of samurais are doing this to be able to get the uh, person who owns the place to be like here's like five it's bucks. not so bad it yeah <laughs> yeah here's a hot meal and, and they'd be like oh great and so this is yeah and so looking at him with suspicion and like what is he trying to get out of it he's worming our way into our household to mess it up <laughs> and then it turns out that they had their life is shit because of the way that this upper class uh, treats the people below them and just mm -hmm. not seeing them as people. And this extends to, like, looking at the fruits of their own labor, of, mm -hmm. like, mistrusting people, hoarding food, uh, you know, demanding unreasonable work and sacrifices and all this, and then going, why are you so mad? <laughs> you know? So this, uh, I feel like there's no way you can call Parasite a trash movie per se, but it's got no, but real that, fun, heisty elements I was to say, it. It's, it's uh, like it's not a full ass art movie. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> our, like it's whole movie. ass yeah. isn't art. Yes, yeah. but I really think if you if you liked Parasite at all, you would fucking love Harakiri as well because yeah. it is exactly the same type of the lens shift and halfway mm. through realizing and sort of having this oh no. 
and oh my god yeah, like yeah. moment in the middle of it if you're like us uh, being of like north korea or north korean north american <laughs> surprise <laughs> North American uh, lens on stuff or mm-hmm. European, whatever. Here are two cultures you didn't grow up with that are expressing things that you experience in your culture so, so succinctly. It's yeah. such a universal thing, even if all the specifics are different. That's yeah. so universal. Yeah. It's a really good way of being like, oh, totally. Huh, mm. we're still doing that. Okay, but makes the things easier to identify and, mm. and just like impeccably made movies. Oh my God, yeah. The... the genres that you think they're gonna be is not exactly what you get and yeah really if you liked parasite watch hair carry absolutely yes yeah that's mine sweet over to you well i like that you went that route because i definitely went with the movie i'm gonna bring up here isn't a trashy movie per se as i know that we bandy these words about it's much more of a just like full entertainment thing Let's, sure yeah. yeah um a diversion and i'm not gonna get really in depth into it because well, I'll talk about it in a second. But I'm, I'm going to pair this with uh, another recent movie, Sorry to Bother You, from 2018. Ah, yes, yes, um, yes, yes. Directed by Boots Riley. Fantastic cast there. Uh, but the... So the, the little blurb is that in uh, an alternate day... Alternate present day, important, version of uh, Oakland, uh, black telemarketer Cassius Green discovers a magical key to professional success, which propels him into a different universe. Right. Um, so... <laughs> This is, uh, like Parasite, a great go-in-knowing-as-little-as-you-can kind of thing. Um, Not for any, like, really hyper-specific reason, but just the ride of it is so much fun. It is totally so much fun. Oh, my God, yeah. I feel like all of film criticism now is like, uh, they didn't outsmart me. Mm. Like, they're, they're, I was smarter than... Why, why are you watching Ooh. movies that way? Like, not knowing what you're yeah. going to... Yeah, <laughs> it's so much fun. Anyway. Yeah, it I'll I'll say that it is a surreal anti-capitalist comedy, which sure. means that you know I like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Those are all your faves. Yes, it is. Uh it's a bit of it's not as extreme, but it's a bit of a genre mix em up uh, yeah. like Parasite and yeah. they both have really similar things to say about like exploitation and working class, class solidarity, all that kind of stuff. Uh they have they they both have a centralized amazing rug pull out from under you you yes. thought we were doing this but we're doing that uh, yeah. scenario which like again don't go in trying to outsmart the movie but it's just no. it's great to just watch it and and take what's happening as it comes yeah. uh and they both have really uh terrifying basements <laughs> yeah you do not want to go into the basements of either of these movies but i feel like their tone is really similar but just like slightly askew of each other where they're both incredibly funny like yeah. so goddamn yeah. funny without becoming quippy or undercutting what's actually like the stakes of everything that's happening yeah well it's the thing you like where like people in dire straits will still crack jokes or mm, like yeah. try and enjoy themselves a little bit like you know and a lot of the comedy in sorry to bother you comes from like the surrealist acts yes. aspects of it which are just fun and great yeah um and i even thought of a name for mine this time <gasps> and it's are you coming down with me oh no <laughs> <laughs> indeed in Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's a great one. That's, yeah. I love it when we, we don't, listener, we don't talk about this beforehand. Uh, Yeah. Ma'am, I've never met you before. Is that right? (laughs) Okay. I think you're trying a little too hard on that. (laughs) Um, But uh, I love it when we have one of us comes down on going to the artier side of the spectrum and one of us (laughs) comes down to the more trashy uh, relative side of the spectrum. Yep. Freewheeling. Yeah. So it's something for everyone. Hooray. Parasite truly is something for everybody. Yeah. Love so that. uh, that'll about do us for Parasite Talks, I believe. 
find us on the social media at Garkpidge Twitter and Instagram is the handle. I left a couple words out of there, but yeah, uh, it's, it's a fun puzzle. You can figure it out on your own. <laughs> if you'd like to find us on Twitter or Instagram, <laughs> you can just type in garbage Twitter. I'm sure you'll get, yeah. no, it's uh, Gertbidge Pod. Yeah. Uh, please rate and review us on your podcast platform of choice. And I hope that you will come back and join us for another pile of Gertbidge. Jessica, where don't I? Illinois, Chicago. Cause I'm Ben and Gintimo, Conan is a chump.